take a moment and pray. Father, it is so good to be with you. Lord, as we're with you right now, Father, we would ask that maybe we hear in ways we haven't heard before, that, that Lord, that we're listening in a way we haven't listened before, that we're coming expectant, expectant for the things that you want to do in our life. So, Lord, uh, we ask we remain open right now in this time as we gather. Pour out your spirit upon us as we seek your face. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. There's something for us to be reminded of that um, I think we can tend to limit the Lord or we could limit certain things in our life or we could tend to put God in a box and God exists outside that box. But, but it's our nature, our human nature is to begin to limit the things that God wants to do in our life. And what we have to be reminded of is that the Lord is not subject to our human barriers, that, that he operates outside of our limits, outside of time and space. And Isaiah reminds us of this in chapter 55, verse 8 through 9. He says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. That it's outside what we can understand or imagine. That the Lord who spoke all of creation into being and gave us life exists outside barriers that we might create that keeps him from doing things beyond what we can understand or imagine. And how often do we just seek that experience from the Lord? And, and it's through a human contact generally that we want to make that connection with who God is in our life. And often that'll happen, that maybe someone comes alongside of us and, and, and they lay hands on us and pray with us and that need of contact is met because that's our expectation on how we're meeting the Lord. But, but the Lord leads us to a deeper connection, a deeper understanding of who he is. And, and those that we've met with, who've maybe prayed with us, or maybe there was an opportunity that someone prayed over us, and, and it was a result of their faith that increased our faith, that helped us meet the Lord in a way that we've never met him before. And it could be hard to have that greater faith when we're by ourselves or without that point of contact. It could be hard because others do encourage that and call that, call that out of each of us. And, and we want to do that for one another. But it can be hard. We can feel distant. We can feel that disconnect. And I can remember early on and coming up on a year now going through this pandemic together that we would gather for Crave and it's a time that we would meet for, for worship and praise come expecting that God would move through a, a, a touch and get prayed for or maybe a word that God would give us and speak into our life. And, and we're going through our meetings and coming together for Crave. And I remember looking out and saying, Lord, I just want to have that ability to make that contact. I need that human contact. That I know that, that when we meet together and that happens, God, that you do things. And we're expecting together and our faith is increased as we come together. And, and Lord, I, I long for that. I miss that, that, that part of how we worshiped and how we gathered. And I was praying and asking the Lord, uh, you know, just 
how, when can we begin to move in that way? And not that we couldn't pray for someone, but with social distancing and, and all that we had going on, not understanding and, and really understanding the need for social distancing for ourselves. We began to struggle with how do we make that contact? And I put that before the Lord, and the Lord reminded me of a few things. First thing that he reminded me is that he really didn't need my help to meet people where they were at, but he was glad that I was willing to participate. The second thing that he reminded me of is that, that we can meet him right where we're at, no matter what. That wherever we are, and right now wherever you are, and however that you're, you're watching and, and you're seeking the Lord, that he can meet you right in that place, right where you're at. And there's three separate occasions that we read throughout the Gospels where the Lord healed people and he never met with them. He healed them and touched them by not even being there. And first one that I remembering is uh, the Seraphonician woman who, who, whose daughter is sick. And we get that from Mark chapter 7, verse 24 through 30. And it's this story. She's a non-Jewish woman who came to Jesus pleading that he heal her demon-possessed daughter, crying out, asking that he would touch her daughter who was not with her. And the woman had great faith. And, and, and she knew that even the crumbs from the table, the, the bread of life that Jesus was giving to his people, the Jewish people, would be enough to heal her daughter, even though she wasn't there. And Jesus did grant that healing and, and commented on how great her faith was as she came and sought the Lord for that healing of her daughter, the daughter not being present, but yet the woman sought for that daughter and, and sought after Jesus, that, that she knew there was something that could happen, that if she met with him, that that possibility was true and she could bring, he could bring that healing to her daughter. And he granted that healing. And, and Jesus marveled of her great faith, not even being a believer, a Jew, but yet one who saw something greater in Jesus and sought after that greater that was in him. And that faith abound. And the second one is the centurion's servant that in Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 13, a centurion who came to Jesus because his servant was near the point of death. And Jesus began to come to his house. He began to head that way. And the centurion met him outside of the house. And he humbly told Jesus, he said that, that, that he was not worthy to even have Jesus come into his home. But just say the words. Just say the words. And he understood that authority of Jesus. Just say the words so his servant could be healed. And maybe we're reminded of that when we come to the Eucharist and we celebrate the Eucharist. Lord, just say the words that I might be healed that you have that authority, that you have that ability, and that you could touch, even know that, that, Lord, you're not there, you could reach them. And Jesus pointed out a great faith of this man, but he said that that word would bring forth healing, and that word brought forth healing to the servant by just saying those words. The third time Jesus wasn't present was in Capernaum's official son, that official son who Jesus uh, brought forth healing to. On John chapter 4, verse 46 through 54, the official came and he sought after Jesus because his son was sick and at the point of death. And he asked Jesus to come before his son would die. But instead of coming with the man to heal his son, Jesus just simply told the man, go. And that his son 
would live. The official returned home and found his son indeed healed right at the very moment that Jesus spoke those words. In the story, the man is almost um, scolded by Jesus in a way for he needed a sign for his faith to believe. The official did not even have a greater faith, but he had enough faith to come to Jesus. And I, 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 if we could look at all three of these instances that, that take place where here this healing took place, Jesus was able to touch those who were in need at that very moment as they came before requesting in their prayers and their petitions for him to do that. And I think that's so true for us that just as Jesus met them right where they're at, he can meet us right where we're at. And, and we have to ask the first question is, what is the measure of the faith I have right now? What is that measure? And if you're watching right now, there's a measure of faith going on because you're watching. That you're seeking something greater that the Lord can do in your life. And regardless that we might feel isolated in, in, in our room or where we're watching from, that, but Jesus is with us and he's meeting us here right now in that moment. So what's that measure of faith? Do we believe that, that we can experience Jesus right where we're at? That he could bring forth that touch. Well, there's a few things that we have to recognize for ourselves to experience the hand of God working in our life. There's, there's things that, that these parables teach us, that these stories teach us about Jesus and what we have to do, how, how we can participate in that relationship with him. And we have to recognize who he is and, and what he can do in our life. And, and we have to come first with the measure of faith that we have. That's all it takes. It's just that small faith as small as a mustard seed that can move those mountains. It's just coming with the measure of faith I have right now. And, and we come and, and, and what we see in the parables is first there's a persistence that, that we don't give up after coming once but there's a, a continuing of pressing in and that we have faith and we have enough faith to come before the Lord, to seek after the Lord and, and we're coming, but we're not just coming once, that there's something in our persistence as we seek after him that's changing us and transforming us, but also not just building our faith, but building faith in others. But we have to remain persistent in who he is as we reach out to him. That we have to recognize that he has this authority and he has all authority. That he's outside of our time continuum of what we understand. That his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. And that he has all that authority. And we come and we recognize that authority that we're persistently seeking after him. And that we also learn from these parables that praying for others matters. That something happens as a result of those who had faith at different measures. And then they came and sought after Jesus. That their faith to believe and their prayer mattered. It mattered so much so that it brought forth an incredible healing. Even at the point of death. It drove back the demonic oppression. And we see the hand of God move. Praying for others. Us having faith matters how it has an impact in their life. Finally, I think that we have to expect a big God to do big things. And again, I think we try to limit the possibilities of God based on our human understanding. But we've got to remember that 
he is fully God and fully man. And there's a supernatural component that's way beyond our understanding. And he invites us into that place. He invites us in to participate in who he is. And we have to not limit the things that he wants to do. But we have to trust right now in this very moment of what God wants to do in and through our lives. That we have to begin to recognize his authority, recognize that, that we have to be persistent as we seek after him, recognize that our prayers matter and they're effective and they're beyond just the needs that we have, but it impacts those around us as a result of our faith and what we believe and that we have to continue to press in and expect that bigger thing that God wants to do. So it leads us to a place of of prayer and, and how we pray and how we come before the Lord and that we're reminded that the Lord can meet us anywhere at any time. And although we might desire that touch right now and how I desire that ability to be to pray over others and for God to have that impact, but God can have that same impact right now where you are. Right now in this moment. And although I've been prayed over and I've had many who, who, where uh, uh, prayer has come forth and changed the direction of my life or had an impact on my life in such a way it was so significant. But I can tell you the more significant ways that I've met the Lord ever in my life was crying out to him myself, was expecting him to meet me in the measure of faith that I had. And in that measure of faith that I had, he was faithful and he met me there. And I began to believe that, that, that a bigger God could do bigger and greater things. And and I can tell you for certain he has and he does and he will and he'll continue. But we have to come and meet him in that place. We have to recognize that no matter what's going on with all the noise around us, all the distractions, all the circumstances that we face, we have to be reminded that God is with us, that God does not leave us, that God does not forsake us. And if he's with us, then we have to align ourselves to him. We have to invite him to meet us in this very moment right now. And what I want to do is, is, is pray with you right now to meet him in that moment, to expect him to meet you right where you're at. And we do that by, by beginning to just come before the Lord, by we humble ourselves, and, and we, we want to allow him right now to begin to work in our life in a new way, in a way maybe we didn't hear before. So here's what I want you to do, and here's how we're going to participate. And we're going to go into a little bit of time of prayer right now for those ways, just as, just as the Lord, and I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to work in your lives and touch you right where you are, just as those petitions went before Jesus, and Jesus answered and healed those who weren't even present in that moment, I'm believing right now that as we come before the Lord in our petitions, he's going to heal and touch and answer those prayers wherever you're at. So here's what I want you to do. First thing I want you to do is welcome him into your life. I don't know where you're at in that relationship. I don't know if you've been wrestling with circumstances. And, but there's a point of that humbling ourselves to allow him in, of, of turning from the ways that we've tried to make God into who we want him to be versus him being who he is and allowing him in our lives. So here's what I want you to do right now. I just want you to surrender. If you want to know him in that way, you've got to welcome him into your life. So here, I want you to pray with me right now. Say, if you want to know him in that way and you want to begin 
to have that relationship with him in that way. Receive the gift that he wants to give you, a gift of eternal life that comes through grace by faith. And the measure that you have, I want you to welcome him into your life right now. And if you want to pray with me, if you want to pray with me to renew that relationship, just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my heart and I ask you to come in. Take control of my life and make me the person you want me to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now what's really important is that you've now welcomed or you have allowed the Lord through whatever barrier that we may have created. That we've repented and turned and we're saying, Lord, come. And as you're welcoming him in, it's really important for you to know right now that you being connected into a community is so important to your growth in that relationship with him. And we want to connect with you. So we want you to let us know. Even if you're just reconnecting and renewing that relationship, I want you to let us know. And if you're on the campus right now, you can click a button that says, hey, I prayed that so we can help you on your pathway to discipleship. But we're going to continue to pray. And here's what I want you to do right now. It might feel silly, but what an opportunity you have right now because no one else is watching. Maybe your dog's watching or your spouse is watching or maybe someone or your children are watching. But here's what I want you to do with me. I want you to close your eyes right now. Just close your eyes. I want you to put your hands out in a posture to receive, in a posture that we surrender, that we're coming before the Lord right now. I want you to ask and welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. Holy Spirit, come. We welcome you in our hearts, in our minds. We welcome you into our life, and we know that you can meet us right now, right where we're at. Holy Spirit, come and do a greater work within our lives. Transform us right now in this moment. Transform my brothers and sisters and all those who are watching right now. Oh Lord, meet them where they're at right now as they come with that expectant heart, a surrendered heart. Lord, move and speak among your people right now, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Now we want to thank him and just give him praise with your eyes closed. Leave your hands out and say, Lord, I praise you. I thank you for all you've done. I thank you that you've met me in this moment right now. I thank you that I've welcomed your Holy Spirit into my heart to change me, to empower me, to transform me. I thank you for the areas in my life where you have provided. I thank you that you're a God who gives a gift of eternal life and that I get to spend that eternal life with you. Lord, you are worthy of all praise, of all adoration, of all glory, and of all honor. And you are of all power in our lives. And you have control of all those things. And we worship you and we praise you. And we declare it, Lord, from our rooftops of who you are. Thank you, God. Thank you for meeting us right now in this moment. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we pray that you teach us a deeper understanding of your love, a deeper understanding of our faith. Teach us right now. Lord, we welcome that, that you would go deep and do surgery within our own lives and hearts of the work in the areas that only you can do it. 
And Father, that you would bring us to a new depth of our faith, a greater, a wider understanding of who you are in our life, of that love you have for us, of that grace that's poured out for us. Lord, teach us a new measure of that love. Thank you, Lord. Teach us, Lord, how to love. Teach us, Lord, how to love others when sometimes they're not very lovable, when it's difficult, when it's hard. You loved when it was difficult. You loved us when we rejected you. Help us love others as they reject us, even when it's hard. But teach us to have grace to love others. Teach us to have grace to love in the way that you loved us. Let us be a people, Lord, who manifest that power of your love in our life and bring that love to others. Father, we want to pray right now for our family members and our friends and our neighbors and our co-workers and those, Lord, that maybe we haven't even come in contact yet and don't know, but you will have a divine appointment. God, we ask right now that they would just be touched by you in a way that only you can touch them as just as those who've came before you and prayed for others. So too, we pray for those around us, for our families for our friends, for our co-workers, for our neighbors, for the stranger. And Lord, we pray that you would touch them right now, whether it's healing or, or Lord, just to come to that knowledge of who you are, to be touched by the love of who you are in their life. Come right now, Lord, and touch them. And I just want you to lift those names before the Lord. Just put those people before the Lord that he will meet with them right now in this place, in this moment. Lord, we're expecting that we'll hear back that within this moment, in this hour, many were touched as a result of you intervening in their lives. Father, we pray for our own needs and, Lord, for our health and well-being, for those who are sick right now and those who are recovering from COVID, that you would bring healing into those lives, Lord, that you would keep those with pre-existing conditions and elderly safe those with other afflictions right now that need a healing touch from you that we know, Lord, come and heal them. Touch them right now, Father, we pray. For those, Father, who are dealing with financial troubles, who are worried about losing work or have lost their job, you're their provider and make a way right now, we pray in their finances, Lord. Father, we pray for relationships that are struggling, that you bring healing to those broken relationships, that you would mend them, Lord. Pray for those dealing with addiction and life-controlling problems that you would just break that stronghold right now that's in their life and set them free. Send around them those, Lord, who will come alongside of them and help them walk in that new freedom of recovery. Father, we pray for those with, with mental health struggles and are dealing with depression and, Lord, need a touch from you right now that you would renew their minds. And we pray for that renewal of their minds for those who are struggling right now. Lord, meet them right now in this moment and set them free to have a peace and a hope that only you could bring. Father, we pray that you would use us, that you would empower us and use us. Use, Lord, our time, our talents, and our treasures that you've entrusted us with for the advancement of your kingdom. 
We just lay those before you and use those things that you've given us that we would be effective, Lord, in building your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And we pray for our church as a community in Christ and we pray for the advancement of your gospel to go forth and we pray for those who don't know you, that those who would be unchurched, that, Father, you would meet them right now where they're at, that you would send them into our lives so that we can bring a truth into theirs and a hope into theirs, that you build this community in Christ to be, Lord, that beacon of hope, a place of refuge, a place of love, a place of grace, of mercy, and a place of forgiveness. Father, be with your church. Build the work within us, Lord. Begin with us. Begin in our homes, in our towns, in our villages, in our cities, in our counties. That, Lord, you would be lifted up in all those places. And, Lord, as a result of you being lifted up, it would draw all men unto you. And, Lord, we pray for a great awakening. Lord, we pray for renewal first in us. Renew your church. Renew your leadership, Lord. Renew a right relationship within us. And as you renew that relationship within us, Lord, let us bring that renewal to others, that we would see a revival in our lifetime, that we would see a greater revival of what you're doing in us individually and then what you're doing through us and to those around us. So, Lord, we pray. Father, we thank you that you hear our prayers, that they're, Lord, not empty, And Lord, I thank you that we had this time to gather and I thank you for those you've healed and for those you've touched and for those you're meeting right now in this moment. Lord, I thank you that you're answering those prayers and Father, we thank you that you are meeting us right now and you'll continue to meet us and renew us and transform us. And Lord, we'll come expectant no matter what's going on in our lives that you are with us and you could do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.